7. Breaking news, a man is killed after a crash in Moanalua overnight. Authorities say he was found pinned under a tow truck. What we've learned from the investigation. Progress on removing a grounded boat on Mauip. What crews have been able to do and why the process is taking days. And let's take you live now to what's probably the hottest spot in town, Hilo. The line is long as Hula fans look to get their hands on Merry Monarch Ho'ike tickets. Many camped out overnight as they await 9 a.m. when the box office will open. And as you can see by the line, those tickets may not last long. I know. <laughs> Hope they get them. Yeah. Five hey, bucks. Let's give you a live look outside, looking towards the east, uh, towards the sunrise. Happy Aloha Sunday. Welcome to Sunrise Weekends. Aloha. I'm Annalisa Burgos. I'm Billy V. It's uh, 701. Let's go ahead and give you your first alert this morning. Today, brisk winds are in the forecast for you. That's actually going to be nice. Today will be the least breezy of the next couple of days. So as we get you ready, uh, we'll get you ready for your Sunday and what you can expect. So let's go ahead and start with this. Uh, first of all, you can see what we've got as far as the forecast is concerned, but those headlines for you. Once again, today it's going to be breezy winds and those will continue stronger tomorrow as we go into the next couple of days. We'll have some frequent showers happening uh, tomorrow through Tuesday. High surf advisory in effect for the east-facing shorelines, Kauai through Hawaii Island, and uh, small craft advisories are in effect for all Hawaiian waters through Wednesday. That's your look at your headlines here. Let's go ahead and take a look at traffic and what we've got this morning. Actually, pretty nice outside as we take a look at the H1 freeway. This is as you're headed in towards downtown Honolulu. A green on the flow map. We had an earlier accident. Uh, of course, uh, that was uh, happening out near Waianae Post Office, Farrington Highway. They had uh, two lanes closed. This was about 5 a.m., but they have cleared that accident since then. Right now, things are looking well. If you're coming in through Pearl City, no problems right now. Top stories of the morning with Annalisa Burgos. Thanks, Billy. Breaking news from overnight to tell you about a 61-year-old man has died after he was pinned underneath a tow truck in Moanalua. It happened last night at about 10.30 on Benyon Drive in the Moanalua Terrace housing area. First responders on the scene used hydraulic rescue tools to free the man. It's not clear how the man went under the tow truck, but HPD does say he was driving and collided with another vehicle. HPD says he was not wearing a seatbelt. Also, no word if speed, drugs or alcohol were contributing factors. The investigation is ongoing. This is the 12th traffic fatality on Oahu this year, compared to 11 during the same time last year. Loved ones are raising money for a woman who lost her belongings in a house fire in Makiki. Kathy Gross and her dog were not home when the fire broke out Thursday on Spencer Street, but they lost everything inside. A close neighbor has started a GoFundMe to help her with recovery. Very hard to come home to find everything that you own is gone, right? That everything that... Um, you work for is gone and even your your memories but she she feels devastated she she feels lost and she feels that um, you know that she's trying to figure out what to do next two other elderly tenants in that home lost their lives in the fire they have not been identified we've posted a link to that GoFundMe it's up on hawaiinewsnow.com 
Now to the latest on that grounded luxury yacht in West Maui. DLNR says crews have successfully defueled the boat and the effort to get it off the reef will start later today. The 94-foot Nakoa has been stuck at Honolulu Bay since Monday morning. The agency says the defueling took longer than expected because the boat was listing and that made it difficult to reach all the fuel inside. We have about estimated 470 gallons of petroleum products. That's diesel, oils, hydraulic and lube. They were all uh, safely removed. There's always that urge to just react swiftly and pull the vessel off the reef uh, immediately or as soon as it happens. Um, but it's important to step back and at least assess what you have and what you're dealing with. The dirt road leading to the shoreline at Lipoa Point will remain closed as the salvage effort continues. And breaking news from overseas this morning, at least 43 people have died after a shipwreck off Italy's southern coast. The boat is believed to have been carrying migrants when the 66-foot craft smashed into rocky reefs near the shore. At least 80 people survived the wreck, with some being able to swim to the coast to safety. The origin of the boat is not currently known, but migrant boats looking to reach the region typically start in Egypt or Turkey. And in California, that unusual blast of winter weather is still affecting much of the state. Heavy rain and snow are leading to dangerous road conditions and flooding. Bradley Blackburn has the latest. On the hilltops of Castaic, California, and the rooftops in parts of Los Angeles, Southern California was dusted with a rare layer of snow Saturday. Even the Hollywood sign was surrounded by fog and swirling snowflakes. This is crazy. A strange sight for residents used to the sun. Palmdale, Palmdale, California. We got snow coming down. The entire Golden State is feeling the effects of a powerful and historic winter storm. There's my house. In the Bay Area, kids broke out sleds to get around, while drivers in many places across the state were stuck. Major roads were closed due to the conditions, including parts of Interstate 5, West Coast's major north-south highway. Elsewhere on I-5, the problem was heavy rain. These cars flooded in Sun Valley. In Ventura County, the fire department had to perform a water rescue. And in L.A. County, three motorhomes were swept into a river after high water eroded an embankment. No one was hurt, but it was frightening. There was knocks on everybody's doors, and um, I thought I was just dreaming. You know, you hear sounds, and I could see um, people pulling people out right here. Statewide, more than 70,000 people were without power early Sunday as the powerful winter storm moves east towards Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. Bradley Blackburn, CBS News. were a bit better last night here in Hawaii for yesterday's send-off of Aloha Stadium. Attendees were treated to live music, games of catch, and plenty of memories. Fans were also given the chance to enjoy one final night on the turf under the bright stadium lights. And check out this photo. The UH football team was on hand for one final team photo at the place that they called home for so many years. Plenty of chicken skin in the crowd when remembering all the big wins that happened on that field. Coming up later this morning, our Jelani Martinez will take you inside the event for one final aloha. 
And happening now, dedicated hula fans are lining up in Hilo, trying to get their hands on the hottest tickets in town. Sales for the Merry Monarch Festival's Ho'ike Night will go on sale starting at 9 a.m., just two hours from now. The line has been assembling since yesterday and well into the overnight hours. Tickets are five bucks each, cash only, with a maximum of two for each buyer, and this year's Merry Monarch runs from April 9th to 15th. Of course, White News Now will have a presence there to bring you the sights and sounds of Hula's grandest stage, including, of course, our Billy V. Thank you very much. Yeah, and you know, uh, the, once again, the Ho'iki night is Wednesday night, and the Merry Monarch Festival week starts on Easter Sunday. So you notice a lot of people over there are bundled up over at Hula. As a matter of fact, the winds right now, 10 miles per hour, but they're kind of coming out of the northeast, so those are cool winds, cool temperatures for them, and that's why they're all bundled up this morning. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other uh, wind speeds. Lihue with 20 miles per hour. Lanai City with 20 miles per hour. Those winds will continue to be uh, brisk today, but they'll get stronger as we get into tomorrow. Let's take a look at the surf real quickly. Here is 7 to 10. High surf advisory still in effect for the east-facing shores of all Hawaiian islands. Everything else is smaller than that. Let's take a look at today. As you're getting up this morning, you're going to get up well, we got up to clear skies. We're going to get partly cloudy skies, uh, mostly sunny skies as we get in towards the mid morning we get into midday it's going to be windy those winds 15 to 25 miles per hour and that will continue but these wind speeds are going to get stronger tomorrow we're expecting 15 to 35 miles per hour tomorrow through thursday let's get you back over to the desk thanks billy time now 709 a.m up next on sunrise u.s china relations seem to be in a downward spiral we'll talk to an analyst about how the superpowers are flexing in the pacific This is Hawaii News Now Sunrise. The time now, 7.12 a.m. It's been a year since the Biden administration launched its Indo-Pacific strategy aimed at promoting a free, open, and secure region. And of course, Hawaii plays a critical role. Curtis Chin is chair of the Milken Institute Asia Center and former U.S. ambassador to the Asian Development Bank. He joins us live now from Malaysia. Aloha. Hey, aloha. Good morning to you from 1 a.m. out here. Aloha. <laughs> Appreciate you staying up late for us. Um, how do you rank the success of this strategy so far? You know, uh, verdict is still out. I, I think what we're seeing from here in Asia is always great, great rhetoric, but we're looking for a little bit more reality in terms of deliverables from the United States. You know, the United States and Asia are so intertwined, and this region really remains, for the long term, the region with the most opportunity. Uh, and certainly as we're seeing near-term challenges for the U.S., but the U.S. needs to be engaged. People want the U.S. engaged out here. Well, it seems to be engaged in terms of flexing right now. You know, the U.S. allies are reporting more Chinese ships and aircraft around Taiwan and Southeast or South China Sea, and then the U.S. boosting its military presence in Taiwan and the Philippines. So what's the end goal of all this flexing, you think? Well, my hope is to send a signal to uh, certainly to China, but certainly across the region, that the United States remains very much engaged as part of what remains now a free and open Indo-Pacific. But the examples you cite are really all military. You know, what Asia hungers for is also more U.S. economic engagement for the region. You know, where I'm based with the Milk Institute, it's really Southeast Asia. And if you think about that region, it's what, some $2.5 trillion worth of an economy um, going on 700 million people. What 
what an opportunity it is for American businesses, whether they're coming to us from Hawaii uh, or elsewhere up on the mainland. Uh, so that's the importance of the signal, that the U.S. remains very much engaged and involved, and they're not ceding this region to really a returning China that has been somewhat locked up completely during this terrible pandemic era. You bring up a good point, Curtis, the fact that money talks also in the region. We saw that China took advantage of that with partnerships in the Solomon Islands and across Pacific nations. Uh, what do you make of that? Can the U.S. make up lost ground there? Oh, absolutely. Um, but it goes to a need to commit. Uh, you know, I was in the Solomon Islands a while back, uh, and there was a hunger for a U.S. visit by a senior official. Um, too often, I think America is seen as responding uh, to China's presence versus putting forth a very positive message of its own. And there is indeed so much positive about that U.S. relationship with Asia that the Biden administration needs to build on. You know, whether you praise or you criticize what President Biden is doing, there is a feeling that the United States once again remains too distracted. Remember that disastrous pullout of the United States from Afghanistan? We talk about that allows the U.S. to be much more involved in Asia, but very much so the U.S. is once again is seeing involved elsewhere, in this case, with mm -hmm. terribly what's going on in Ukraine. And, well, real quickly, North Korea continues to test its long-range cruise missiles. We pay a lot of attention to that because, of course, Hawaii. So just real quickly, tell us what you think that's going to be looking like later this year. North Korea always grasping for attention, but North Korea remains an example of where China could be much more constructive in ensuring a more peaceful region. Well, thank you so much, uh, Curtis Chen, for joining us today from Malaysia. Appreciate your analysis. Uh, have a good day. Thank you. Aloha. Okay, time now, 7.16 a.m. Do you need money for college? Well, we've got some information about where you can apply and the deadline for it.